0: Yeah, man, it's going down today. We got a show for y'all. It's going down. I your boy real Lil the Mike and I'm joined by Zach and Zay and we had come to play. We got a loaded show. We've been actually out for a whole week. My guy Zay was on vacation. I figured I didn't check my mailbox to see where the invitation was at. You know what I'm saying? Especially because, you know, I see the guy went solo. You know, I'm thinking he was going with somebody. I'm like, I don't do third wheels here. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? So if you invited me, we going out, you know, buddy, buddy in the huddle meet or something like that. But my invite never came. But it's all good. I know you had a good time. I had a decent time, you know, um, just chilling and watching everything unfold in the sports universe right now. And we got some breaking news. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. But before I pass the rock, to introduce the guests that we have here, or should I say the co host that I have here on the show with me right now. The one thing I want to give as a friendly reminder to people is that life is a hula hoop. What goes around comes around. Okay, and um, that's why it's always good to treat people well, treat people with kindness and respect, and to, you know, be humble. And I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about being humble in our first topic when we're talking about Baker Mayfield having a new home. But without further ado. I'm done talking for right now. I'm going to send the mic over to my guy, Zach.
1: Well, what's going on? Happy to be here as always in the huddle. Can you dig sports radio? Zay, what's going on? Hope both you guys enjoyed your July 4th. And for me, there's no better time of year. Probably my favorite holiday is July 4th. The weather is nice. We, uh, the sports world is a little quiet. Obviously not now. We have tons of things to talk about, but it's just crazy NBA free agency has been going on for about a week now, but at the same time, it feels like it hasn't really been anywhere close to the top story. Um, Baker Mayfield getting traded today. We're going to get into that. The NFL is king. It goes on 24-7, and there's still uh, you know, jobs to be won as we are about a month away from the start of training camp. And uh, yeah, as always, just a, a great time in the sports world, in the huddle. Let's do it.
2: Hey, man, just real quick before we start, I just want to say. I just came back from paradise. I'm still in paradise. This, this is a beautiful time. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to kind of stay in touch with everything that was happening in the sports world. But I was able to catch up a little bit today with everything I went on over the weekend. And um, it's a lot of interesting things going on. I think Lil hit it on the nail. We're going to talk about a lot in this topic. But I think also in the next coming weeks, how everything's going to unfold. We're going to talk about the word humble and how a lot of guys need to really understand this definition. They need to be humble. They need to be nice to their guys. Because they may get sent somewhere they don't even want to go. And I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Interesting take right there. I'm pretty sure I know who
0: he's directing that towards. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about them. Maybe it's a he. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's a she. I don't know. We'll find out in a few minutes. And we might as well kick it off with the breaking news that literally just dropped a couple hours ago. Now that we're recording this. And that's Baker Mayfield. He has found a new home. A new destination. A new reality. A new chance. Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers for a conditional fifth round pick with the Browns regret trading Baker Mayfield.
1: The most polarizing, fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the
0: huddle. And Zach, I would love for you to do the honors. Yeah, guys. So to start this off, it was
1: crazy uh, seeing the news with Baker Mayfield. I had a feeling it was going to be coming soon as the Browns uh, were heading to training camp shortly. But in terms of the question, right, will the Browns regret trading Baker Mayfield? Not necessarily. I think the thing that they're going to regret is the way they treated him to end the Baker Mayfield era in Cleveland. I don't like I understand the argument that the Browns moved on from Baker Mayfield because they thought they needed to improve at the quarterback position to get closer to a Super Bowl title. I understand that argument. But at the same time, every move the Browns made from that point, it's been pretty bad. And the key number I'm looking at is if Deshaun Watson does get suspended for the full season, we don't know if that's going to be the case. There's still uh, lots of decisions to be made as we uh, await that announcement. The Browns are going to be paying their quarterbacks $57 million to trot out Jacoby Brissett. The Browns decided to pay Baker Mayfield $10.5 million just to play against him in week one while he's suiting up for the Carolina Panthers. And I think that's crazy. $57 million to start Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. That is not good business by the Cleveland Browns. And when you look at Baker Mayfield, I'll get into this from the Panthers perspective, but it, it was clear Baker Mayfield and the Browns were going to be moving on. He was never going to be suiting up for them again. But I do think if Cleveland was to do this all over again, they would probably want to make nice with Baker Mayfield just so this. if this would have happened, like they would have had him. On paper, it made sense. Oh, Deshaun Watson, he's likely to be suspended the whole season. Baker Mayfield, he needs one opportunity, and he, him and the Browns can just make up for one year, and it's the best thing for both parties. But that relationship was so fractured based on the Browns' just abandoning him after he suited up last year. I know he didn't have a great season, but he was the first uh, quarterback to win that team, a playoff game in 20 plus years. He suited up last year through a brutal shoulder injury that really cost his value, but he wanted to do whatever he could for the team in order to help it win. So, That relationship was fractured. I think if the Browns were to do this all over again, yeah, they would have treated uh, this situation differently. They would have made sure them and Baker are on better sides. But at the same time, it's like, okay, when they traded for Deshaun Watson, they didn't think he was going to be suspended for the full season. And I I don't know how that's possible. Like, I guess they had the assumption that Jacoby Brissett was going to start four to eight games, which... Is asking a little much, I think, if from any backup quarterback. Like you're going to want them to just go two and two in a four game stretch, but anything past that is pushing it a bit. And for the Browns, like if if Watson's gone, fifty seven million dollars to have uh, Jacoby Brissett—that's just not good business. So at the end of the day, I just think Cleveland, it, if they had one regret, it should be just the way they parted with Baker Mayfield. I think they could have handled it a little better. And if they could have, he could be under center for Cleveland Week One. But obviously, he's going to be on the other side. They they will be paying him. $10.5 million to play against
0: them week one. Yeah, I want to quickly hear. I'm going to say my guy Zay some ammo here. I'm going to keep this short for the first go round. You know, I almost choked up when Zach was speaking a little bit, you know, uh, but I'm good to go. You know, I think when you talk about, first off, let me answer the question. Um, I don't think the Browns will regret trading Baker Mayfield. I think they will be happy with the results. Once the results are able to be shown on the football field, whenever that is, whether it be this year, half of the season whether it be next year I think they will be long term fine we could talk about the short term or we want to and yeah that's a cause for concern for some I get it but when you talk about Baker Mayfield right you know I, I think when it comes to Baker Mayfield in this business there's no loyalty in sports and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the microcosm of our show we're talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, the Nets and how that transpired when I look on the agenda And I see we talking about the Big 12 and Big 10 and who or Pac-12, excuse me, and the conferences and the teams in the conference that left. There's no loyalty in sports. And that's going to be a microcosm of this entire show. It happens. Or even trades, you know, free agency teams or players leaving certain teams to go elsewhere or getting traded. That's a microcosm of sports. And I think when it comes to Baker Mayfield, he was given his fair shares of opportunities. We're not going to sit here and say that, oh, the Browns didn't give him a shot. They did. You know, they made him the guy. They drafted him with the first round pick. That means something. And I'm pretty sure that first round label is still impacting his trade value, even though he has none today because, all right, this is a guy that was a number one pick. He got to be good. So the fact that they drafted him is a sign of respect. Now, you have to earn that respect over time. Yeah, he had one good season. I say he had after that. We all knew this year was a year where we would say, Baker Mayfield, show us that you are that guy. That was a a statement. That's what everybody said. This year is your year. Show me what you can do. Clearly, he was dealing with a shoulder injury, but Jimmy Garoppolo was too. And Jimmy Garoppolo led his team to an NFC championship. Baker Mayfield had five opportunities this year. Game-winning jobs, ball in your court. Let me see you lead this team down the football field and show that you can command this team, not when everything is going good for three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, which matters the most. He didn't. He failed on all five opportunities. So, yeah, you know what? I'm not a hater. I'm glad to see him getting a fresh start, but he has to be humbled, because even though Deshaun Watson may not be a saint of his own self, doesn't make this guy a saint either. And so he has to be humbled. He's going to go into a situation where he's actually going to be behind the eight ball because Sam Darnold knows this offense. He knows the playbook. And Baker Mayfield's going to have to do a lot of catching up. You know, he got the backers of his teammates. So he's going to have to get in there with three preseason games, not four this year, and try to win over that job because I doubt that the Panthers are going to just hand this guy the job. He's going to have to
2: work for it. Let's see if he does. I, I think we're all in agreement. I don't think the Browns or Baker Mayfield in that matter are gonna regret this trade. I think it was something that um it was, needed to happen. I think going to what Zach said, um, you know, th- there was a fractured relationship at this point, and it just needed to break all and uh, the make amends and kind of just separate all together. I think what Zach said was very true with, you know, their first playoff win with Baker Mayfield. And you know, that's something that's commendable and that's something in 20 years, like no one else has done it. So he's always going to get respect in Cleveland, I think, for that regard. But, you know, Cleveland had a team that wanted to win ASAP. You know, and I think the trade for Deshaun Watson, if they would have did their due diligence and properly did their research on if this guy was going to play or not, would have been a good trade, a great trade at that. But um, everything that Cleveland did regarding that, they had promised Baker Mayfield the starting gig going into the season and traded for Deshaun Watson. That's just horrible, to say the least. And I think that's something that it doesn't make any sense. I think you need to have that conversation. Like, all right, Baker. We're going to send you. We're going to send you somewhere because we're looking to get Deshaun Watson as our starting quarterback. It's a simple
0: conversation. I don't mean to cut you off here. I'm going to throw it right back to you with a question. I mean, maybe I missed it, but did we find out how many games Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for? Granted, he may get suspended for a year. We don't know that. We don't know how the judge and the case and the NFL's case and how they brought up the case. We don't know. He could very well not be suspended at all. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't know. So I think once we get that you know, answer, of how long he is suspended, then we could come over here with takes like, all right, I don't know why the Browns did this and things of that
2: nature. But go ahead, carry on. I was just saying, you know, I think it was just something that could have been easily communicated between Baker Mayfield and the, the front office. I think it's I mean, something that's easily communicated between players and teams, but we know it's a business in that nature. So I'm glad to, to see Baker Mayfield go over to Carolina. And um, I know you said Sam Darnold is um, the starting quarterback currently on that team. I think when you look at the intangibles of what both players um, give to their teams, I think they'll go with Baker Mayfield as their starting uh, QB just because of what he brings to the team, the leadership and the things of that nature. I think everyone on that team, including Sam Darnold, believe, don't believe he's a starting quarterback for that team. And I think it's it's, it's evident. And uh, I think um, with Baker Mayfield in Carolina, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, hopefully the good shoulder, because I don't, I don't want him to you know, over, overuse the bad one. So hopefully he got a chip on his shoulder and he shows – What he's he was capable of doing, bringing that Panthers team hopefully to a winning record.
1: Yeah, I'll say this about the Panthers, looking at it from their perspective. I think this move was made just to give Matt Rule some hope and some positivity because I think he's going to be coaching for his job this year. And I do think there is a realistic chance that Baker Mayfield does uh, come to camp and win that starting quarterback job and he'll be the best option for the Panthers. But at the same time, like from a macro perspective, looking at the Panthers since Matt Rule has got there, it's been pretty bad and and even bigger David Tepper is one of the richest owner and owners in not only the NFL, but in sports. You look at other sports, right? We're seeing it here in New York with the Mets. Steve Cohen comes in right away, and he's willing to spend all this money on really any player. And immediately, the vibe has turned around with the Mets. Even in the Clippers, in the NBA, they get Kawhi Leonard. They get Paul George. Stars that 15, 20 years ago, they wouldn't really be able to get. They haven't really won anything yet, but at least the culture in that organization has changed. You look at the Carolina Panthers. They have just spent so much draft capital on this quarterback room between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, and even Matt Corral uh, the youngster they drafted from Ole Miss. And I think there's some talent on this team, like with Christian McCaffrey, he hasn't really been the same player since they paid him, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, like there's still some guys on this team, but at the same time, like Matt rule, hasn't really given me much confidence, uh, To believe in him going forward and they play in a not so great division, but at the same time, like Baker Mayfield, he could be a minor improvement, but I don't really know like what the Matt rule era is looking like in Carolina long term.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I feel a little bit sorry for Baker Mayfield. I do because not anything having to do with Cleveland. I feel sorry to where he's going. You know, the Panthers are not a great franchise especially right now, as far as talented-wise. You can say the same thing about the Browns as far as perception and history. But as far as talent, it's not the same stratosphere. Baker Mayfield is leaving one of the most talented rosters. Best offensive line in football. Best running game in football. One of the, you know, decent wide receiving core at that time with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. And now he's going to a situation where it's one of the worst offensive lines in football. Wide receiving core is like, so-so it's nothing special to be you know upended about like it's just like guys literally not dudes guys you know there's a difference so um you know having to try to change your perception around your career literally probably your last stop in your career at least as a starter going into that situation i don't think it's healthy and i get it commend him for taking a pay cut to make this deal happen but um i think he really should have wanted the seahawks to have interest but unfortunately They saw what I saw, a quarterback that, you know, is a guy, but he's not that dude. And that's why they are willing to go full circle in the rebuild process. And that's why he's not on that roster right now. And he's not transcended enough where it's like, I forget the rebuild. We'll just contend right now because we have weapons and we have a guy. They don't believe he's a guy. So they content with the rebuild. And I think that was his best shot at a revitalized career with Seattle. My last point. Then I send the rock over is I think when you go back to this question about the Browns regretting this trade or not, I think this is perfect because even though the cap situation is tight, um, maybe the compensation could be a little bit tight because of what they gave up for Deshaun Watson. You are in play for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no other team right now that I believe are going to be interested in um, Jimmy Garoppolo, at least right now today. Maybe if a quarterback goes down, that changes. Now that they got Baker Mayfield, now you are in play in case, you know, Zay, this is where you come in, where we reacting to Deshaun Watson being suspended for a full season. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's career, at least this year, depends on the Browns now. And now if you're the Browns, you could possibly make that transaction, have you a guy that is the GOAT game manager that can lead you on this team and pretty much be a placeholder. For when
2: Deshaun Watson does play, barring that he is suspended for a full season. Quick thing, because I think when we talk about the Browns receiving core with um, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., it's probably just me, but it felt like when they were on this team, they were kind of like overvalued and overrated. Because we, When we talk about Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, we had talked about I think, believe, if I'm not mistaken, if, um, they were college teammates, if I'm not mistaken, right? Where they did play at one point, so everyone anticipated them to be this star-studded receiving core, but they didn't they haven't achieved anything. You know, I think and that's one thing, too. When you look at Odell Beckham, you, you have to look at this receiving core and you have to see that the Browns were unable to give Baker Mayfield a clear number one receiver on his team. And I think that's something you have to really pinpoint that. You know, you could talk about the running game. You could talk about the great um, offensive line that they had, but they didn't have a clear number one receiver on his team. Now they do. with Amari Cooper, he could be a clear number one. Baker Mayfield was never given the opportunity to get a clear number one guy on a on, on receiver on the Browns. I don't really think you need a clear
0: number one wide receiver when you have a lethal running game that could put up 40. When you have a running game and the philosophy is run first, then the wide receiver call becomes secondary. And now all you need is a bunch of guys and they have talent. Donovan Peoples Jones is a talented guy. We have two um two two tight end sets personnel in Austin Hoop at the time and David Nojoku. You don't need wide receivers, bro. Like you just need guys that can catch the ball. That's it. You know, they're gonna get targeted last. You run the ball, go to your tight ends, and then you throw to your receivers in this offense. And I think it's more so you see older Beckham Jr. We can't call him overrated. He leaves. He goes to the Rams, and he almost won the Super Bowl MVP. Okay, and I think Jarvis Landry is going to be in a better predicament going to the Saints. So, yeah, you can argue it was quarterback play, which it, you know, partially was. I seen Beckham Mayfield miss, though. Know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I'm not a hater. I'm a guy that speaks facts. So I tried to watch highlights and highlights to see where can I give Baker Mayfield his jurisdiction Do outside of grit because I believe that he has grit, and I'll give him that. That's the one thing i give Baker Mayfield is he's so confident that sometimes the grit comes with the confidence. Cool. But I've seen him overthrow wide receivers. I've seen him underthrow wide receivers. I've seen him make bad reads, okay? And I've seen the philosophy as a run-first philosophy, and that has something to do with it as well.
1: Yeah, um, I think when you look at it, the OBJ stuff, it was clear to me that as soon as OBJ came to Cleveland, him and Baker were just never able to get on the same page. And part of that is hiring Freddie Kitchens, probably the worst head coach I've ever seen in my years watching uh, the NFL. Uh, Jarvis Landry, certainly being a friend of Odell, didn't help. And I think last year, uh, it was just best for both sides to let OBJ go. It was clear it was never going to be working out with him and Baker. Props to him. He goes to the Rams. He was a very uh, important part of their Super Bowl winning team. But I just think for Cleveland, like at the end of the day, I understand Baker Mayfield wasn't perfect. And if they really believe they could have upgraded from him at quarterback, that's fine. But I do think looking back at the Baker Mayfield era in Cleveland, even though it's clear, like they probably shouldn't have taken him with the number one overall pick. It could have been better. It had its highs and it it had its lows, but at the same time, like there are a lot of what ifs left for me. Uh, I agree in normal circumstances, Cleveland is pretty good with a really good running game, some talented wide receivers, a pretty solid head coach. In Kevin Stefanski, but now this organization made such a, a risky decision to get Deshaun Watson and to move on from Baker Mayfield, not really knowing what the future holds. We don't know uh, how long that suspension is going to be. And at the same time, I do wonder if the Browns approached this a little differently, they could have gone into the season if Deshaun Watson suspension was long with maybe Baker Mayfield here. And and the relationship was just so fractured that that was never going to happen, and that it sucks for Cleveland that they're going to be paying that much money to for I'm a, for Carolina. I'm
0: going to throw it back to you, Zach, because I got a question. You know, I, maybe I'm not said, maybe I'm out of the loop with some of the things internally that was going on. But what did? How did you want Baker Mayfield? To find out, like I don't know how. First of all, I don't even know how it went down. I know that they were looking into Deshaun Watson. This was before they signed him, and Baker Mayfield came out and went on Twitter talking about "I love my time here." First of all, that was immature, Baker Mayfield, because the transaction wasn't even you know happening yet. How did you want them to really handle this situation?
1: I just wouldn't have gave gave Deshaun Watson two hundred thirty million dollars. Like honestly, like that's that's the real answer. Like that's
0: what I would have done differently. I mean, you, you had to because he wasn't going there. Remember, he said, "Yeah, nope, I, I like I'm good." Notice how the Browns were literally the only
1: team, and that's the overreaction. Like once again, if they wanted to move on from Baker Mayfield, that's one thing I understand. It was pretty clear that at the end of the day, like, okay, I could I could listen to the argument that. Baker Mayfield was just going to be done there but I do think the Browns are so desperate right now like they're going to be like if I'm Cleveland there's just no way I'm going into this season with Jacoby Brissett I know that people have said oh you know you get Deshaun Watson you just punt the season and you know you're just going to move on to the next season but like football doesn't work like that like Deshaun you don't want Deshaun Watson sitting out two years first of all and like the Cleveland Browns this is their window if they have good quarterback play they could be one of the better teams in the NFL this year and I do think that just I know we don't know the suspension with Watson yet but just all this uncertainty like when I'm a football team entering a season I'd like to know who's playing quarterback and for how many games and the fact that the Browns right now are in position to be going in with Jacoby Brissett when they're in a possible window where their team could have been like one of the better teams in the league this year like yeah I'm that's pretty frustrating if I'm Cleveland like you're paying 50 plus million dollars for Jacoby Brissett like how did we get here
0: I mean, I I tell you how we got there. We got there because of of quarterback incompetence. But look, I would say this, because out of all the teams that made an offer to Deshaun Watson, I would argue that the Browns should have been the more desperate team because they are the more desperate franchise and incompetent franchise out of everybody. Take 13 teams, right? Let's say 13 teams were interested because at one point it seemed like it was. The Browns will still rank, rank number one. Because they're the Browns. And take 20 teams, take 25, maybe take 30 outside of Jacksonville. The, the team that had to go all in was either the Jaguars or the Browns. Like I could understand the mass hysteria. But when I sit back and say, who was their quarterbacks this whole decade? What have they won this whole decade outside of one playoff game? I say to myself, okay, I understand.
1: All I know is if you're going into week one with percent under center, that's just very disappointing for a team that should be in their championship window right now.
0: I just, as we get, get to this commercial break, I just don't see Baker Mayfield being set up for success, especially if he starts week one. When, barring learning a new playbook, barring that Sam Donald is so familiar with everybody there in the locker room and the playbook, I just see an uphill battle. And if they throw him out there, they will actually be doing more harm because he's going to be prone to mistakes. And those mistakes could lead to Sam Donald being back in. And also, you can argue the flip side. If they start with Donald, at some point, we do expect to see Baker. And that's the best case scenario right there. It's Baker Mayfield coming off the bench. You start him. He's not familiar with the offense. He makes mistakes. The fans get crazy. Take him out. Sam Donald is. And now you're juggling quarterbacks. You start Sam week one. He struggles. Pull him out. Baker, you're in, and now Baker is where he needs to be. Just like when they took out Tyra Taylor in Cleveland and said Baker Mayfield go in, and then he got the crowd on his side, he got momentum, and that momentum actually turned in a decent season, even though it was after season. Let's see if it's the same result over here in Carolina.